gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. This is the 1st of July of 2017. You're listening to the Aaron Meta Show or watching the Aaron Meta Show if you're on YouTube. It's, uh, if you want to follow us, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Tumblr, it's uh, aaronmeta.tumblr.com. Uh, Twitter is as Aaron Meta Show and uh, youtube.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show as well. And if you want to uh, listen to the show on the podcast feed, it's uh, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podcast Stitch, uh, iTunes, uh, and also on iHeartRadio as well. I keep meaning to update that graphic because uh, right now only a few of the uh, the podcast people are down there as well. And also, on top of that, I've got to update uh, the old school lane uh, thing that's uh, on the bottom of there as well. So, uh, so apologies about that, <laughs> about that, Patricia. I need to get that done. Uh, so, Patricia's on the show. Hello there. Uh, Josh is on the show. Hello, everyone. Hey. So, uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'll tell you what, it's been a pretty... Pretty busy week, and uh, we've got a lot to cover as well. And so, uh, Josh, uh, how's uh, how are things going? Uh, things are going pretty well. Uh, I'm we're in the last stages, uh, pretty much the final stages of the production of Greece. Uh, I'm going to be playing Johnny Casino for the show, and it starts on July 7th and ends on July 16th. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Where, where's it playing? Uh, where it's playing at the Lamp Theater in Irwin. Uh, the first show is at 8 p.m. The second one is at, you know, on Saturday, it's all at 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. And Sunday is at 2. And the same, same thing goes with uh, the week after that. Yeah, but if there's any, like, uh, Facebook stuff for it or anything like that, or, like, you know, uh, I don't know if they like, have, like, a ticketing website or something like that, yeah, let me know about it, and I'll post it up on the Facebook page and tweet it and stuff so uh, everyone can come see you in uh, in all your glory in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Patricia, you want to travel I'm... across the world to see it. That's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saved me a seat, man. It's like, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to probably fill it that well because, you know, money for, for flights and stuff. But uh, uh, So, Patricia, how are you getting on? Um, I'm doing okay, thank you. I've just been pretty busy this week with um, producing my conclusion video of Elseworld Part 2. I know that I was supposed to originally post it around April, but I was waiting for a few cameos that are going to be appearing in that video, and they were really busy with their time, so I'm really glad that I was able to get a hold of them and we were able to get that done. So hopefully by this weekend it'll be up, and also um, there will be a bonus podcast of Where In Between, which is an As Told By Ginger podcast that I do every Tuesdays, and it'll be... Um, myself and one of the co-hosts, Ashley Wittenkeller, discussing about uh, interviewing uh, one of the writers of A Soul by Ginger, whose name is Eric Casimiros. So if you're interested in checking out that, then yeah, definitely check out the Old School Lang YouTube channel or go over to the Fred and Nick Tunes podcast iTunes stream. Cool. That's going to be really, really interesting to see. And uh, so, um, just a bit of a few, few announcements as well. By the way, uh, happy uh, Canada Day. 
I believe uh, Josh wanted me to uh, to mention. So uh, to all our Canadian uh, Aaron Meta Show fans, uh, happy uh, Canada Day for everyone up there as well. And also, you'll notice that uh, right now I'm still trying to get into a position where I can start trying to invite guests on the show. So uh, everyone waiting for a guest, you know, because that's what you've been asking in feedback. Uh, leave it with me. Let me see who I can get on the show. And uh, if I make any, if you hear anything in the next few days, you know, I'll start making announcements on uh, Facebook and Twitter. So uh, definitely uh, check us out when uh, when we find when we finally get our uh, first guest. I think the first guest of the year. No, it's not about our first test of the year because we had Justin on not a, while, not a long while ago. We got Jamboriki on a couple of times as well. So I'm uh, still waiting to, uh, mind you, uh, you check out uh, the casual chats on uh, Old School Lane. You'll be no short of guests there. So uh, I think uh, you want to check those guys out. But uh, eventually, somewhere down the line, we'll uh, get a guest on here and uh, we'll just talk a load of stuff and uh, and everything. So, uh, uh, so shall we get into it and uh, see what's uh, going on in the news? Yeah, let's go for okay. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, let me bring up this uh, first thing. So uh, it's uh, this is a uh, this is more Trump news, which uh, you know no shortage so shortage oh, of this great. at the moment. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, I see that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same here. Yeah, I yep. see that every day. Pretty oh, yeah. much. Yeah. So this this though is uh, this is what um, is currently going on at the moment. If anyone remembers at the very beginning of his presidency, uh, he uh, tried to um, pretty much save the. Uh, uh, some jobs at uh, a place called Carrier. This is a, a organization that's, uh, 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 I think, is uh, building like planes and things like that. I think it is, and uh, I think, I mean, I'm not entirely sure what they, what they fully do, but uh, I've um, basically been looking at this, and they've said that uh, more than uh, the Carrier planted to Indianapolis, that uh, President Trump convinced to stay open late last year, will lay off more than 600 employees uh, at the beginning of next month, uh, according to a new report on Thursday. Uh, CNBC reported that the deal was struck by Trump before he assumed office, uh, isn't working out as expected, and that uh, more than 600 employees will face layoffs. Uh, Trump and Carrier reached an agreement uh, in December to keep uh, about 1,000 jobs at the Indiana plant, and both Carrier and Trump celebrated the agreement on Twitter. Well, I can imagine there's uh, very muted uh, responses from... Uh, from this now, and uh, so um, you know, it's just uh, isn't it just doesn't it just speak of Trump and his uh, ability to do business? Pretty much that so, you know he he, he, he said, these apparently even these six hundred jobs now that apparently are, go- are going, they weren't even up for discussion to begin with. So it's ended up in a situation where yes, I mean there's some like manufacturing jobs have been have been saved, but you know this like uh, you know jobs that require like you know professional technical expertise and now gonna go down and now just gonna disappear which is uh you know what what on, what on earth what on earth does that say about you know president trump and the way he's been you know trying to be this you know this jobs president or whatever it's just it's you know it's just uh it's it's, it's just it's it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> to be to be frank the first thing that uh, you know well one of the things that he wanted to uh get done and all of a sudden it's fallen flat pretty much so don't know about everybody else. It's I guess it's just tough for me to you know, understand. I guess it's just tough for me to understand. But really, I sometimes it makes me fear. You know, I've had I've been uh, through a lot of uh, not not a lot of job losses, but I did have I did go through a bit of a layoff. I used to work full time at a nursing home, and then all of a sudden they took that away from me and made me work part time. And that was just that was a scary moment for me because I needed to pay my bills, like you know my student loans. Like I had to pay like 
Um, well, now I got my loans consolidated, so I'm less afraid, and I have a and I have a different job now. But um, it's kind of, uh, some it's it's scary because some people really have to pay their bills. Some of them have to take care of their families. So you know, like what could like what can ha- I'm worried about what can happen to them really. Yeah, no it's like you know if these jobs now he's supposedly saved, you know now now going down the wire. Well, what's going to happen to the uh, you know the the rest of the economy? Apparently, that he's built for you know he's supposedly built you know uh, during his uh, couple of months of being being president. What you know what's gonna what's gonna happen next? That's gonna be the that's gonna be the next big question. I and think. that's I think I think we're all you know basically afraid of what's going to happen. But I mean the only thing we could do now is just wait and see. Mm. And if we don't, and if something goes wrong, well, we know who to blame. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's uh, it's you know union officials have told CNBC, CNBC they've heard nothing from the company on the potential relocation of other factories for the laid-off workers. Uh, only receiving a notice that uh, the first round of job cuts, uh, totaling 338 jobs, will uh, be on the July th- sorry, July twentieth, and another 250 being eliminated by December 22nd. So it's a, it's a slow thing. So you know, I'm hoping that uh, you know those people who are going to be losing their jobs can you know at least get something else. You know, yeah. during that time when uh, they got that, that ability to do that, but uh, you know, be, being you know, on top of that, if these are jobs that weren't even up for discussion in the first place. It really, you know, it just it's um, it, it, it flies in the face of this of Donald Trump, doesn't it? It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, it just uh, you know, I mean, at least they do have the time to at least find another job. But at the same time, it's hard to. Get another job when thousands and thousands of people are basically applying for one job, and only at least a few percentage of them is going to get it. Hmm. Uh, you just have to apply for another job. Sometimes you have yeah. to apply for something that's outside the state, and that's right. gonna or outside of your home, and that's you know you just have to move. I know it's just it's uh, but uh, you know if you're going to create all this uh, you know uncertainty, it's uh, it doesn't bode well for you. And so there's uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of anger over over this, I think, and uh, it's going to it's going to leave a lot of people wondering, you know, uh, am I am I okay where I am right now? You know, is this uh, you know is is what am, am I on stable ground? Doesn't really bode well for stability. I'm sure there's going to be you know those you know the the spokespeople are going to say you know oh well you know look at the look at the rest of the country yada yada yada. But uh, you know this is a glaring example of something that he put his hands on and then all of a sudden it's all it's all falling apart in his in, in, between his fingers. You know it's just it's uh, yeah. So uh, I think uh, well I think this is what we can expect from Donald Trump I guess so. Uh, um, so, shall we play this? Let's play some. Let's react to some videos. Um, now, this one's this one's Piers Morgan versus a guy called Tommy Robinson, and uh, for and so I'm just going to play this video. And uh, for those of you who probably do know, Piers Morgan was a failed uh, s- uh, replacement for uh, Larry King on uh, CNN, and uh, Tommy Robinson uh, was once convicted for mortgage fraud. So, and he's uh, also ran an organization called the English Defense League, which was an anti-Muslim. Uh, organization and uh, he can start, he's now currently being um, some kind of commentator for a conservative organization called the rebel uh, which is uh, based out of Canada so it's uh, yeah so uh, I don't I don't think we have anyone here to root for but so let's just uh, peek and let's just see what we all think of uh, what's going on here there we go would you have a ban, like Donald Trump suggested in America, would you have a ban on Muslims entering the country, new Muslims trying to 
have a home in this country? I believe, I believe we need to protect the British public right now. So what's, what's the you answer to the question? British Muslims. Yeah, we need, yeah, the British public. I didn't say British non-Muslim public. Okay. I said the British public. We've had, we've had. What, what I mean, let's, let's let's just start off from the beginning. Um, the 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 other you know, guys who did the seven seven bombings, those those uh, guys, those guys were from Leeds in the United Kingdom, and uh, there's been various other you know people who have committed you know these horrendous terrorist atrocities and who have actually come from the home countries, and yet you know the uh, the, the the concentration seems to be right now is like you know oh these. Six nations that, uh, and yeah, not to say that there shouldn't be some kind of, uh, you know, security scrutiny over these, uh, over these countries. If uh, you know there are some kind of, uh, you know, if the intelligence services are saying there is some kind of problem there, but uh, you know, I just, I just want to, I just want to throw that out there. And uh, also, and also at the top of that, so I should have mentioned this at the beginning of this as well. You know, his name's Tommy Robinson. Okay, yeah. Tommy Robinson. No, it isn't. It's uh, his. Uh, uh, well, that's what he goes by. But uh, he's, uh, from what I understand, his real name's actually Stephen Lennon, uh, Stephen really? actually <laughs> Lennon, or something like that. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, well, let's just call him Tommy Robinson, just for the sake of you know um, simplicity. Would you, would you ban? Me? We've had three Tommy, you're a straight talkers. Children are being killed. Yes, we all know what's yeah. been happening. Yes, I would. I would stop. You would ban all Muslims. I would temporarily halt. Muslim immigration to this country until we get a grip of the problem. I differentiate Muslims from Islam. Right. Okay? But what you, what you don't you do... differentiate Muslims Muslims are people. Islam is yeah. an idea. Yeah. Islam is an idea. A bad idea. And, Islam and is a faith. No, it's an idea. It's faith. a faith. It's an idea that you can change your mind. No, it's a faith. Like Christianity. Like Scientology. Like all faiths. Like it's a religion. It's a faith. Like Scientology. So, Tommy, if you... It's OK, well, the, the, the Scientology mm. argument doesn't add up and... No. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's like because yeah, the Scientology is uh, not a faith; it's a cult. <laughs> yes, and, and there's various other, you know, there's there's various uh, countries around. Even you know, Russia even recognizes Scientology as a. I think is it Russia or is it Germany? I can't remember. There is a country out there that doesn't recognize Scientology as a cult. But you can't you can't compare you can't compare Islam to, to Scientology. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, you know, yeah, you could say that. Uh, you know, some of the more, you know, um, you know, so like the Wahhabi and uh, the, uh, the the Salafist, uh, you know, very conservative parts of Islam, like you know, Saudi Arabia, for example, that like, you know treats women like like garbage and you know beheads people and stuff like that for them, those you know question you know uh, questionable offences. But uh, you know, it's um, you know you, you can't you can't make comparisons between you know that. And some, you know, uh, uh, you know, something that you know, Elron Hubbard made up off the top of his head or whatever, and uh, you know, I, I don't think those two things are comparable, to be honest. It's so an ideology. If you're saying that the problem is with Islam, are you accepting that you're Islamophobic? Because, when it, well, yeah, you can see, kind of say if you're not a fan of Islam, I guess you can say you're a Islamophobic. Mm. I guess uh, I don't know, because um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, never, I'm just, I don't think I'll I touch mean, that too much, but. Well, I mean, Islamophobia is when you judge someone by their religion or by their country, uh, like. But like sometimes you. Well, did. It's, it's basically I'm, like it's Islamophobia. This is the thing about Islamophobia. I think it's um, it's. I think you know, it's not like ra I don't think it is like racism in a way. Mm -hmm. I think is Islamophobia. I do agree with some people. Is kind of a, it is kind of in a way a stupid word because um, I mean you can. You mean, so some people would say, oh, like, you know, I disagree with the religion of Islam and I don't particularly agree with certain things within it. And all of a sudden that person's called, you know, Islamophobic. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It's, it's, you know, but then there's other people who take your know, negative connotations like this. Like, you know, oh, you're being racist towards, you know, this group of people, which, you know, mm -hmm. but Islam in itself is not a race. 
uh, you know, Muslims themselves aren't, aren't particularly, uh, you know, uh, a race. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a religion. It's a belief. And right. so that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of my opinion on that. I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I mean, if also, if you want to, you know, challenge me on that, you know, leave your comments, I mean, in, the <laughs> comments in the section below. <laughs> I might be about to. Um, but, uh, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, there has been a lot of terrorism going on. I mean, I, there mm. are, you know, you know, is Islamic people out there that are you know killing people, and it's just it it's hurtful, you know. But I mean, I'm not prejudiced. I have Muslim. I have friends that are Muslim. Oh, we all do. And, yeah, yeah we, and we all do. It's, yeah. and you know, it just uh, hurts me that, and it, it hurts them at the same time too. That anyone could, you know, hurt you know kill kill people and, and just sometimes and just because uh, they take their beliefs too seriously. Yeah. It, I, it, it, it is disgraceful. And, you know, for me, you know, Islam and, you know, the, the, the religion itself, uh, I think, does need does need to be challenged. But, you know, why does it have to be Tommy Robinson, a guy who's, uh, you know, not a, ve not a very nice guy when you look at his rap sheet for how many times he's been arrested and put in prison and uh, things like that. And now, and this is the thing as well. It's like, you know, and he's been broadcast on national television. You know, like on uh, this is a uh, this is the uh, Good Morning Britain television show, and to be honest with you, it's like it's stunts like this is the reason why I don't I don't watch morning television anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just you know it's like because uh, you know look what we've got here. Look at the, look at the shit show we've got here right now. We've got Piers Morgan, who's an is who's uh, an um, who's basically a, um, uh, I'm trying I'm, I just completely lost the words now. Um, you got Piers Morgan, who is not a likable character in any sense. I, uh, I, um, sorry, I was uh, obnoxious. No, obnoxious. Yeah, that's the that's the word I was looking for. And you know, he's like, and it's also that you know, he was actually um, one time caught out on, on a, using a, on a fake news story where he uh, said he had pictures of like uh, you know British soldiers uh, abusing Iraqi prisoners during the time of the Iraq War, and that turned out not to be true. So you know, it's like again, like there's no nobody here that we can root for in this in this situation. Uh, yeah, they just they, you know they just do things on purpose. The I news. know it's just this this is the worst of this is the worst of British TV. You know what what we're seeing here right now. So uh. there are a hundred verses just, in this. Yes or no? Okay. Are you Islamophobic? There's no such word as Islamophobia. Phobia is an irrational fear. It's not irrational to fear these things. Now, if I hold this book up do and say there will never be peace on this earth so long as we have this book, is a violent and cursed no. book. That's you know you wrong. You know. Well, I mean, we've had lots of you know controversial material you know in in books for a long time, and uh, I mean, uh, remember when comic books. Used to be, uh, you know, who was it that uh, that that um, child psychologist, you know, all those years ago, and uh, he wrote a book, so he was saying about the you know the perversion of kids and like because of you know what was written in comic books and stuff, and all of a sudden they had to uh, they had a the uh, what was it the uh, the the comic book um, like uh, um, seal of approval for uh, a good long time until like uh, 2011 when they finally got made debunked because you know no none of the comic book. Uh, uh, companies were using it anymore, so it's like you know we have had this uh, you know like outrage over material for a, a long time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Do do I put do I, do I put Tommy Robinson in the same camp as Anita Sarkeesian? I don't I don't know. Uh, or you know to, you know Jack Thompson. I don't know if you remember that character from when he used to say that how v evil violent video games were and stuff. So uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can I tell you who said yeah. that? Can I tell yeah. you who said Can that? You put the Sir, Sir William right. Gladstone right. You said wouldn't that. do that with, Sir William would Gladstone you do that with the Bible? Show some respect. Show some respect. Show some respect. Have you read this book? For people... Have you read this book? There are over a, a hundred, billion people. There are a hundred verses in right. this book that incite violence and murder against...
I mean, I, I don't know about you. I mean, if I was interviewing Tommy Robinson, which I wouldn't, wouldn't like to, uh, I probably would, you know, if he wants to wave a Quran around while I'm, you know, interviewing him, I probably wouldn't mind it that too much, I don't think. Uh, I would just be like, uh, you know, hey, look, you know, you're making a, you're making a fool out of yourself on national television. In fact, this is, this is probably like, you know, um, he's not even challenging him on like, you know, his, uh, you know, his, uh, his, his background or, uh, you know, if, like if he's uh, actually done any, uh, you know, like uh, any, like any proper scrutiny. He's basically just kind of like saying, you know, hey, put that down, you know, stop offending everybody and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah. I have like a, you know, I have like a copy of the Quran and I've, re- I have read some bits and pieces of it. And that was given to me as a copy by like when I was taking a course in religion and they were, you know, my class had a field trip at their temple. Yeah. And, you know, I don't see anything that, you know, you know, represents death or anything like that. I think that's just, I don't see anything dangerous. I mean, I didn't read every bit of it, but like, there's just, I don't see anything that should be considered dangerous. No. You know? Oh, by the way, they're just showing you what, uh, the, what the television show is called, and this is the thing you want to avoid, quite frankly. Yeah. So, you right. know, I, I, I can wouldn't s- be able to watch it anyway. I know. It's, I don't think you'd want to watch it. If they're watching this clip, would you want to watch Good Morning Britain, even if you had the chance to watch it? No, absolutely not. I think we want and to watch... I, I, guess, I guess from what he was saying about, you know, don't treat the, the, you know, the corn like that, I, I guess maybe the fact that he was waving it around... Um, because I was taught um, that if you you shouldn't put anything on top of the Bible, you should always treat it with respect because yes. that's the holy word. Mm. So maybe that's what he's referring to, as opposed to saying a whole bunch of gibberish that well, doesn't really equate to anything. Well, apparently, if he was handling the Quran correctly, apparently he'd be like holding it in like some kind of cloth or something like that. I mean, it's like I think that's what they were doing. Right. In I remember uh, hearing something about that, but uh, you know, it's like it's uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's, you know, it's a book. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, you know, if you know, as uh, someone who, uh, yeah, I'm not a Muslim, so for me, it's it's not you know, that you know, that book doesn't really mean too much to me because it's not my, it's not my state of beliefs, and so mm-hmm. that's just uh, sorry. I'm sorry if they, if anyone feels well, I shouldn't apologize if anyone feels offended by that. Look, you know, you, this show's marked explicit, you know, <laughs> so I don't expect to, you know, don't, if that if this is the the worst thing you're expecting out of me, then you know, it's like uh, I'm really surprised by that. But show some damn respect for show people's some... religious beliefs, right? I should show some you're... respect for a book that incites murder Just against me and put calls, it down and calls me this put calls me down. an animal. This, no, I won't put it down. Sir William Gladstone held this book above his head in Parliament and he said there will never be peace on this earth so long as we have this book. It's a violent and cursed book. Was Sir William Gladstone, who we have statues across our capital city, was he a bigot or an Islamophobe? See, now Winston Churchill, you're sounding like a complete Winston lunatic. Church, no, I'm, I'm quoting previous some of the best leaders in this no, country. you're sounding history. like a bigoted lunatic. No, I'm not. So Somebody you, that basically... Winston Churchill... You- Okay, he's gonna actually hang on a second. Let's just hear about the Winston Churchill quote. You are an Islamophobe who hates Islam. No, I don't. You basically think all Muslims are to blame. We've seen you on video saying it. And what you're doing now is deliberately inflammatory. It is deliberately poisonous. How's this inflammatory? I'm giving you facts. You can see, right? You know, this is just uh, a moment for Piers Morgan to basically, you know, have his, his stay on the high ground and, uh, you know, just shout down towards, you know, the bigots. It's like, you know, look at you. You're what's wrong with this country. Yada 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 yada. And like, you know, I'm no, as you probably tell, I'm no friend of Tommy Robinson. You know, given that I keep bringing up his uh, criminal history, but uh, uh, you know, it's just, again, you know, you got Piers Morgan there, and you know, he's waving his finger at you, being condescending towards you. It's like no wonder people are like looking at this and th- you know, having some kind of sympathy. For for, you know this, uh, you know this idiot, uh, you know that he's that he's interviewing. Just, you know, it's mm. just it's uh, yeah. P- Piers Morgan is the worst. He he really is. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to keep watching this, or do you want to move on to something else? Mm, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's. I think we've seen enough of that guy. Kind of, you know, tells yeah. a little bit of what he's, you know, basically saying. I think we're done. So, I don't, I don't yeah. think we need to listen to him. Well, we survived two minutes and fourteen seconds of the three minutes and twenty-four seconds. So I guess that's some kind of achievements. I guess uh, we uh, yeah. we got out of that. So. Uh, um, okay, this is the next nutty video that we're going to watch. Uh, this Uh-oh. is the latest video from Dana Roche uh, from the National Rifle Association. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, Gia, you're finally here. Oh, Gia, you joined <laughs> us on the show. So, uh, yeah, I think you've, uh, I think you've uh, missed out on us enduring, uh, you know, uh, some, you know, Piers Morgan, a twat, and uh, Tommy Robinson, the convicted fraudster. So I think, uh, I think you've probably been the luckier, luckiest person out of all of us. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's play this video and let's see what everyone thinks of this. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They well, sorry, when, you know, what? Well, so every single school up and down the country is teaching everyone that Donald Trump is Adolf Hitler. Not every school, uh-uh. Just, I mean... Barely any schools are... are doing that. At least I like to... Th- at least that's, uh, you know... If, if every single school was teaching that Donald Trump was Hitler up and down the United States of America, it would be a national scandal. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's like, if they were really doing that, that is, like, so disrespectful to those who actually died in the Holocaust. Well, yeah. Yeah, so- <laughs> pretty much. As far as I'm aware, well, Adolf Hitler never went bankrupt, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it, how can you, you know, it's, it's so, it's so stupid, you know, it's like, you know, you, and, you know, also keep in mind, this is the same woman who was making stupid arguments about why we shouldn't have gay marriage, and uh, saying that, you know, oh, gay people can get married, they just have to marry another man or marry another woman, or, uh, you know, of their opposite sex. It's like, you know, I think she's still pretty bitter from, like, losing that culture war, as far as I'm aware. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's carry on. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. What narrative is that? Uh, <laughs> she seems pretty smart. And I'm just being sarcastic. Uh, yeah, it's like you know, that. it's like the what the narrative of. Um, I mean, I, I, look, I, you know, I know Hollywood has a pretty you know re- big reputation for being quite liberal, but uh, you know, it's, uh, and I, I understand that uh, there is you know some kind of like left wing bias, I guess, in some in some forms of the media. But uh, given that now you have you know, uh, I mean, look at look at uh, some of the more conservative uh, you know outlets that are out there. And actually, on top of that, 21st Century Fox is owned by Rupert Murdoch, and uh, you know, which is one of like the big um, you know uh, media companies that produce some of these films that you're talking about. So you know, it's just it's uh, I, I I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's this is this is a totally another world to me as far as I'm concerned. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance, all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia, to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding, until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. Okay, guys, do you remember last week when we uh, went all out and rioted and, sh- and destroyed buildings and uh, burned cars and uh, 
That was a really fun episode last week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, know, I... oh wait, that oh, never I happened. Over and I um, had the car is on fire. And mm -hmm. punched a guy who was supported Trump. Those were fun. Days. Yeah, those were that, that was a, that was a fun episode last week. Oh wait, that never happened. Oh so, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember now. We I remember had... it now. Yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> so you know. For, you know, it's pretty. You know, all because we criticize Donald Trump, and because we happen not to like the Republican Party, or happen we don't like some conservative news in general, doesn't mean that everyone is go. Just be people like us who are going out and rioting, or you know, doing any illegal activity or anything like that. You know, uh, we are. You know, we're sat here on this show. You have the option to listen to it if you don't, or if you don't want to. And uh, you know, we're 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 talking about this. There's no, there's no, there's no law or no nothing illegal about that. And so, you know, I don't recognize Donna's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't get me wrong. There are some like you know some left wing idiots who go out and you know destroy things for the for the sake of being I'm angry and uh, I'm uh, offended and you know all this social justice warrior nonsense. I I do I do accept that that's a thing. But uh, you know to paint this picture that uh, you know some of the stuff that we cover. Uh, is all of a sudden, you know, causing everyone to go into, you know, a massive frenzy. I mean, keep this in mind, the, those people out there right now, I would say are a tiny minority of like the million, you know, like the 360 million Americans that are currently in this country, and also the, uh, the 60 million people that are in my country as well. It's like, you know, these people that come out onto the streets, it's like, you know, it's like a couple of, it's like a couple of hundred thousand at the most. It, it, what's the, what's terrorizing me the most is that so many people on, you know, on Facebook, I, I can't stand Facebook anymore. They're either calling uh, like Donald Trump's uh, supporters either bigots, uh, racists, homophobics, blah 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 blah. Uh, mm. Listen, like a lot of my family members, most like if not if not most of them, they you know supported or voted for Trump. And how many of them are any of these things? Zero. Yeah. Like, look, look at the people. look at the look at the Hey Arnold Save the Jungle movie campaign for goodness sake. There were Trump supporters in that. We all coexisted. Like you know, yeah. it's just it's. Uh, it, and also on top of that, there was uh, you know, I have many friends who uh, even in the EU referendum that we had. You know, yes, I you know I was a supporter of Remain because you know I, I wanted to uh, you know I thought you know that was with autistic causes you know uh, being Europe wide and uh, some of the work that they do I thought you know yes I'm going to vote Remain but uh, at the same time I sympathised with people who, who sympathised with leaving the EU because it was you know had so much corruption around it you know I, I, I sympathised with that point of view as well it's like you know and, and I had to, and I have friends on both sides of you know the Remain and the and the Brexit uh, uh, debate when that was going on and uh, so and you know it does dis I do despair that now we seem to wa we've walked into this situation where social media has created these silos of uh, people where, you know, they'll just listen to their own narratives and not listen to any other critical um, thought. And all of a sudden, you know, that's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's scary, to be honest mm -hmm. with you, when you've got situations where people are only listening to their own voices and not listen, you know, and the, the voices around them which uh, reflect their, their point of view. And don't bother to go out and look for, like, a, you know, a different perspective. And uh, you know, and if you do look for a different perspective, and you don't like it. At least you have that. At least you can say you've had that experience to listen well, to the I other side. Sorry, Patricia, you're a bit muffled. I, I was just saying that I, I feel sorry for everybody who's having to go through that because 
you know, like-minded people, they want to follow in whatever the basic comfortable uh, Patricia, we can we can barely hear you. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, so you might want to step closer to the microphone or uh, wherever you were, but so. yeah. So is this better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was yeah. saying before that I really feel bad for people who are, you know, really confused about whether they should, you know, follow this rule or that rule or this person saying this or that person saying that. I've been seeing a lot of posts lately, lately that they've been feeling really lost, that they've been feeling really confused and they're frightened and they don't know who to listen to. They don't know who to trust anymore. And I, and for the most part, you're, you're, you're wondering about, you know, do you believe in the people who are saying that uh, this person is, is correct with that or whatever? But for the most part, I mean, you know, people who are making videos like this, you know, trying to frighten people with, you know, false, uh, false, um, false statements. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it just is baffling, you know? Well, let's watch it to the end at least. We've only got a couple more seconds. And when that happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Uh, no, you're fucking how about, not. <laughs> how about fight violence with love? Um, uh, <laughs> how, how about stop, you know, making these stupid videos in order to uh, sell guns? How about, how about that? You know, it's uh, let's, let's face it. That's that's why this that's why this exists. It's to uh, you know the NRA has been the the mouthpiece of the uh, of the of, of the uh, of the arms industry for decades, and uh, the only reason they're you know making these stupid videos is because it's like they're trying to scare people into like you know I better go out and get a gun in case I get killed by a social justice warrior. It's like you know it's like you know I bet their floppy little wrists wouldn't even be able to uh, stop you from you know. Um, you know, uh, from from doing what you're doing, let alone, um, you know, uh, you know, if you need a gun for it, it's like you know. Let me say, say this: if you need a gun to kill an SJW, it's like you know, I kind of kind of work. I kind of feel sorry for you in a way. It's like you know, but uh, uh, but anyway, that's that's enough of that. But um, yeah, I just think you know, the NRA clearly have lost their minds. Uh, that you know, putting something out like this, it's like you know, like we've seen, you've seen the shoot. Remember the uh, the the Republican uh, senator who got shot on that baseball field. You know, uh, a couple of weeks back, and you know, it's like you know, what we're gonna we're gonna get uh, the liberal version of this now, where some random you know psycho goes out with a with an assault rifle and uh, you know blows away a lot of people just because they happen to disagree with their political points of view. That's terrifying. It's terrifying to me because my brother lived you know just one street away from that where this uh, shooting took place, the baseball field. Yeah, and it was just you know. I never knew anyone that died of that was murdered. I don't know anyone that was murdered, to mm. tell you the truth. And that's like, that could be really a big shock to me. And it really, it would hurt me pretty much that, you know, a loved one in my life is gone because of guns. On, yeah. Yeah. Well, because, uh, you know, also on top of that, you know, people are going to say, "Oh, Aaron, you know, his uh, his uh, anti-gun rhetoric is coming back again." Let me safely say this: my 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 view on guns have changed quite a bit since you know I've got to talk with you know surprisingly enough got to talk with other people 
uh, who were either own guns or, uh, you know, I've got to meet other people, you know, uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTubers actually out there is FPS Russia, who, uh, you know, uh, does all these uh, fun things with guns, and so, you know, it's like, I'm not anti-gun in, in that sense, and also, most of the, most, finally enough, most of my favorite video games involve guns, so, uh, you know, so my, my views, you know, in regards to gun ownership and things, I, I do... They have changed quite a bit, but uh, at the same time, I don't believe that uh, any, you know, moron should be able to just go into a gun show or go to a, you know, some illicit, you know, some, you know, uh, uh, gun store and uh, not be able to show any signs, you know, any signs of like, you know, he's competent of using a weapon and then just walk out with like a giant rifle. So, like, yeah, you know, but the I, sad thing is, is that if you've seen in those um, videos in the past couple of months, it's more easier now than ever for anybody to get a gun. Yes. Even for people who are not of the right age. If you don't show any ID, if you just write down um, a slip saying, okay, I'm of this age, you can easily lie. You can get a gun with no issue. I remember seeing one video of a guy who got a gun in less than five minutes. Hmm. And it's like, well, these, uh, you know, there's also these gun shows that travel around the country as well, aren't they? And they don't, they don't ask for anything. Oh, yeah. There's, there's one happening... Um, around my neck of the woods and I think it's going to be in a couple of weeks from now. So yeah, we do have gun shows around where I live. I know, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's scary, uh, to be honest. And, uh, you know, it's like, because, you know, what's going to, I mean, I'm not saying that the NRA going to be, you know, I, what the NRA put out for that video is uh, ridiculously stupid. And, uh, and but I, the sad thing is, Arun, that a lot of people are going to listen to it and they will believe. Exactly. Well, that's the reason why it's so stupid because, you know, when you have, you know, the air of people and they're, they're already scared that, you know, the government's coming after their guns. It's like, you know, it's, uh, and then you add this on top of everything else that, you know, the, uh, the, the liberal schools, the liberal Hollywood, the liberal, uh, air that you're breathing, the liberal, you know, reality that you happen to exist in is coming after you. It's like, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna do all sorts to your brain, man. It's gonna, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Really. Yeah, but, yeah. but like I said before, I mean, with every, with all the messages being jumbled, for a lot of people, they don't even know who to listen to anymore. They feel completely lost. Oh, yeah, the, the mainstream, the, 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 the lamestream media, and also, the, you know, the people who are supposed to be doing, you know, journalism, you know, quote-unquote, are pretty much also to blame for part of that as well. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a reason why, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to... Why, why else are they, you know, uh, they're going to social media and why else are they going, you know, outside the, uh, the, the traditional routes, you know, to get their news and stuff? And even, even with the, the, the scary thing is that they don't even know whether it's true or not. Not to say that the mainstream media isn't any better, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, the, the information, uh, you know, the way information is changing uh, and has already changed. It's quite Don't concerning. get me started with CNN like no. that. I mean, if you've heard about CNN, the you know no, CNN cunt, three cunt network. journalists were, yeah, like three journalists were, you know, they had to resign because of this uh, story about Russia. Yeah, well, there was a uh, there was a thing where they set up like a load of uh, after what happened with one of the um, I think some kind of um, I think after one of the terror attacks in London, they like uh, they they paraded like uh, they like set up a load of like protesters outside. Uh, out there, out, out in front of the uh, in front of the CNN uh, cameras, and gave them like all placards and stuff. It's like you know they're even, it's, you know CNN is even staging its own so, own news stories, yeah. which is, which is which is disgraceful. Absolutely, um, you disgraceful. Know, I just I, I can't stand it anymore. You know I can't. I just can't turn on the television without wondering if CNN is going to be on or you know whatever news channel. I I, I can't. 
I, I, just, I just can't handle it. I know. It's just, it's a, uh, keep, well, mind you, I shouldn't be, you know, keep keep in mind, CNN's the same, you know, bastard organization that hired Nancy Grace was worth money. And so, you know, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that, uh, you know, any other, uh, also, well, well, how long's Wolf Blitzer been there? And uh, what is he? He's, uh, he's just a, you know, he just he just exists in that in that network. He's, you know, at least with Jon Snow on Channel Four. None of you all know, probably know who Jon Snow is, but let me tell you, if you Google, if you 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 put him on YouTube and you search Channel Four and you see some of the stuff that he does, he would wipe the floor with Wolf Blitzer on CNN. I think. Yeah, and for those who are probably wondering who don't know who he is, we're not confusing Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, not not him. Nothing. No. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, if you know John Snow Channel 4, I think uh, you'll, uh, is there anything enough you'll find, you know, there's some, you know, there's some, there's some good stuff there that he does. He's even got to the point where uh, government, uh, government politicians won't talk to him. That's how, that's how good he is at interviews. It's like, you know, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's at that point. Shall we get away from the depressing world and uh, shall we look into, uh, let's get some Nickelodeon news in and uh, this is the best. Days of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Some happy, happy joy, joy, shall we say? So this is uh, this is Nickelodeon announcing that uh, Comic Con panels and events, uh, and you can see the uh, focal points are going to be uh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, who's going to be getting a one-hour movie, uh, to Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie, and also uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So uh, let's, uh, sorry, I just, you know, again, it's like he he will never leave, he will never leave. Uh, so, uh, Rock is Modern Life, uh, Hey Arnold, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, surprising. Oh, surprising. Uh, are some of the Nickelodeon shows are making an appearance at San Diego Comic Con next month. Uh, all four shows have presence at Nickelodeon's booth at the convention, uh, with attending fans getting a chance to not only visit the replica Helga Pataki shrines to Arnold uh, and take photos with it as well, but also step inside SpongeBob SquarePants' uh, pineapple home for an interactive gaming and video capture experience uh, inspired by the Loud House, TMNT, and a of course, Bikini Bottom's resident himself, SpongeBob. Uh, those in attendance will also get a chance to uh, purchase special exclusive figures and collectibles, as well as buy and make their own custom t-shirts uh, featuring characters from the art and fan favorites like uh, Hey Arnold, Rocco's Modern Life, Danny Phantom, uh, Rugrats, uh, TMNT, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, and The Loud House. Uh, daily visitors to the booth will also have the opportunity to get uh, pho- autographs signed from various talents from uh, from Rocco's Modern Life, uh, Static, Static Kling, uh, Hey Arnold, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob SquarePants. They keep repeating the names all over again. We know where these, we know that these people are there, as well as the creators of the exclusive producers of some of the Nickelodeon shows, more recent series, uh, with uh, Chris uh, Savino, uh, Bunsen uh, is uh, a beast, uh, Butch Hartman, and uh, welcome to the way, welcome to the Wayne's uh, Billy Lopez. So, uh, so yeah, I tell you what, the San Diego Comic Con never n- has never disappointed it's always pulled out all the stops and uh know that there's gonna be thousands of people gonna want to check this out so uh yeah i'd say I, i'm looking forward to this mm-hmm. i think i'm just uh yeah we're, we're, i think we're all looking forward to this uh, anyone that's uh either a nick fan a uh a 90s kid we're all we're all excited about this especially for the fact that some shows are coming back to you know uh, are making a revival and uh the Jungle Movie, especially, that's just a, uh, you know, that's just the biggest surprise to me when I when I heard the news first came out, yeah. and I when that uh, little art came by, like uh, you know, with Arnold, Helga, Phoebe, and Gerald on a line and just in the jungle, I thought that was like fan art for, for a second there. <laughs> I seriously thought it was fan art. 
Yeah, and uh, it's um. So I was looking at the uh, some of the uh, things that are going to be there. So show creator Joe Murray and uh, director uh, Cosmo Surges and uh, the from Rockers Modern Life Return to Earth uh, will join the cast of everyone's favorite O Town residents of. Uh, uh, Tom Kenny also is going to be there as well. No doubt he's also there for SpongeBob reasons as uh, as well. So uh, I don't know. Well, what are people going to be expecting? Do you reckon from a, a Rocco's Modern Life, you know, a TV movie? I mean, it's uh, well. I mean, have you heard about what the plot is going to be about? Not yet. No. Well, it has been revealed on what the plot is going to be about, and it's really brilliant. So, if anybody remembers the episode Future Schlock, in which uh, it takes place in the future and um, that's when Filbert is reminiscing to his kids about um, the last time that he saw Rocco and Heifer. So they, they got into a spaceship and they were gone for 20 years. And so at the end of the episode, they, um, they, they basically had gone through the same thing in which now they're flying off into space and they're catching up with what's been going on. So apparently it's supposed to be like a continuation of that in which they were gone for 20 years and they land back into our time period, the 21st century. And Heifer and Filbert are really obsessed with everything that's going on in the present. You know, the, t- the social media and cell phones and food trucks. Well, Rocco is feeling out of place and he reminisces about, you know, the past, uh, you know, the, the time period that he's from. And the TV movie is going to be called Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that sounds interesting. So um, mm. anyway, I want to see I want to see how it plays out and uh, see where see where it goes. So uh, let's uh, let's go see. So anyway, the next one is going to be Hey Arnold, uh, Hey Arnold, the, jungle, the Jungle Movie, and uh, uh, also on top of this as well, I think the big news I think for uh, for Hey Arnold fans out of this is going to be that uh, I mean, someone was asking me that, that someone was asking that one is a Jungle Movie trailer. It doesn't look like we're going to get a trailer. I think we look like it looks like we're going to get uh, footage from the upcoming TV movie itself. So it looks like we're going to get a clip from the actual movie, which I think you know I think is pretty cool in itself. So I don't know. It's like I don't know. What would you rather prefer? I think. Would you rather have uh, a clip from from the movie, or would you rather have a trailer that kind of gives you like you know a, a, a kind of a, a little taster of what what we should what we should expect from all all parts of the film? I don't know. I think if I watch, you know, I've I feel like if I watch the clip, it's just gonna make me think, oh, it's over already. Mm. <laughs> I want some more. You know, I want some more of it. I want to watch more and. Because when I watched the clip from Beauty and the Beast, I thought, oh, man, I want to watch more of that. And so I just want to put out maybe, you know, we could start out with clips and we could just have a, you know, a trailer can come later in time. Like, I don't think we're going to get a trailer anytime soon. Like, they're just doing, you know, they're just doing the finishing touches from now on. And after that's done they're just going to maybe they're just going to send some clips and i think that'll make the story more interesting if they just like send a just a small clip hmm. okay um do we really care about tmnt uh, sorry ajaya are you going to say something ajaya no oh, i think she's uh, she might have just cut out but uh, um she'll be back on the show no doubt Okay, so um, uh, TMNT. Um, I mean, do you really? Um, I mean, not, I mean, we don't watch TMNT. At least the, the the latest ones for a good couple of years now. So I think uh, maybe we should probably skip that. And uh, then there's uh, SpongeBob, the uh, the next movie. And uh, I mean, I've not seen the uh, the 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 the, um, 
the 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 plot of this film, but uh, they even even released it yet. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to be a load of nothing again. Personally. Well, and actually, this is um, going to be their new Halloween special. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's going to be similar to the new SpongeBob SquarePants Christmas special, in which it was all stop motion, but. Now they're having a new stop-motion Halloween special, which, you know, throughout SpongeBob, they've only had one Halloween special, so now they're planning on making another one, and now it's going to be stop-motion. Okay, so... Okay. Okay, then I think, that's, I think that's acceptable, really. I think that... Because the stop-motion one actually went down pretty well, from, from the looks of it, so... Uh, hey, I mean, if it's... Uh, if, if the Christmas one did pretty well, then, hey, I think... Uh, We'll look at that, but uh, I don't know. I think if they're going to be making uh, my, my my biggest thing is that uh, you know when they bring out SpongeBob, you know, like movies or like because I know they're going to be bringing another one to the big screen, I believe. Uh, at some yeah, point. there's going to be another one. Yeah, but you know, it's okay. like what, what I mean that that one is like why I mean what what unless something actually massively happens in the SpongeBob story, it's like you know because we know what yeah. what we know hey on the Jungle movie something massive is going to happen. Arnold's going to finally find his parents, so at least that's what we we think is going to happen. But well, let's hope. Then what I'm really worried about for the SpongeBob movie is the creator, because I know he said you know in the beginning stages of ALS right now, and it's just uh, I guess it's just pretty heartbreaking at the moment because he's still working. And he said he's going to work as much as his health allows it. So I think maybe he's just trying to do one big thing for this movie. I, I don't know. That might. That's just my opinion. But. Yeah, but it's like, is it going to? Is it, is it going to? My biggest thing is that you know what what what's going to happen. I think in Hey, Another Jungle movie. I think it's probably going to be far more meaningful than what's going to happen in the next SpongeBob movie. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry if there's any SpongeBob fans who feel offended by that, but you know that's how I feel at the moment. Because I mean, look look what we've got going right now. So uh, that's. Uh, I guess I, mean, I, uh, I agree with that. you. It's just I think we've, you know, nothing has really changed on SpongeBob. Or at the same time, things have changed. That's not very positive in a way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think Aji is really trying to talk, but she just, you know. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, that's uh, that's Comic Con. Let's uh, let's go let it roll on, and uh, yeah, let's uh, hopefully we're going to be writing some uh, jungle movie footage, which I think is going to be really cool. So uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to play. I was going to play the. Um, you know, there's uh, the new Rick and Morty trailers actually come out because uh, they're going to be coming back in uh, July 30th. But uh, it has some uh, it has some copyrighted music over it, so I don't really want to play it in case you know this video gets taken down because of it. So uh, I'm going to. I'm you know, if you want to go see the uh, Rick and Morty trailer, then I'll leave like a link in the description, and uh, you can definitely. Uh, check that out. So, uh, mind you, probably people who are already listening to the show have already seen it and probably asking me, "What do you think about it?" And it's like, uh, "Yeah, I, like I'm looking forward to seeing Rick and Morty again." I think that's gonna, you know, it's uh, the hey, the April Fool's Day episode. I think was uh, a nice surprise, and uh, I think I'll be looking forward to seeing a full season of them uh, back uh, doing uh, all this crazy shit again. So, uh, yeah, wubba wubba dub dub. Um, so. <laughs> Let's, um, I don't know if, uh, if anyone really has any comment on this story, but uh, this is uh, Viacom in Germany. They're rebranding Nickelodeon as Nick. And, uh, Just wow. Nick, that's it? <laughs> wow, that's very that's big. creative. And a lot of people that's... were criticizing about the new Nickelodeon logo a few years ago, but no, just screw that. Just call it Nick. Yeah. That's it. Which... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I I don't know why I don't know why this is in, even industry news, let alone you know 
because um, this is broadband TV news rep, uh, saying this. So, uh, Viacom International Media Networks has renamed its uh, children's channel Nickelodeon, uh, in short, to Nick again in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, the same time, uh, the new on-air and off-air design has been introduced. Uh, Nickelodeon has established itself as a children's channel in the market in the last 12 years. Uh, everyone knows Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon is a good friend, uh, the sort of person you like to uh, call by, by by his nickname. Uh, said uh, Stephen uh, uh, Kotkamp, uh, director of Kids Family is a Viacom International Media Networks. The umbrella brand uh, will continue to be Nickelodeon uh, as it will be visible, for example, at Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. So this is totally pointless. Yeah, it is really pointless. Yeah, it's going to make a lot of people firstly confused. Yeah, so 514 channels and nothing to watch. Yeah, it's just... Get that from Fairly Odd Parents. Well... <laughs> It's just, it's, it's uh, yeah, so I, I don't see the point in this. I mean, just keep calling yourself Nickelodeon and everyone will still refer, refer to yourself as Nick. But, you know, this whole, like, rebrand of just shortening your name to two le- to four letters is not, you know, I wouldn't say massively newsworthy or, you know, rather worth anything else, really. I don't know. I mean, what's... If you're gonna like, if they, if they just pick a name, can they just stick to it and stop changing it? Yeah, well, apparently not, I guess. Um, so well, uh, anyway, we'll just leave that alone. Um, so this is um, this is some uh, Cartoon Network news, and uh, as you can probably tell, it's uh, there's a bit of lackluster on uh, this this from, but uh, this is the definitive ranking of '90s cartoons network shows from best to worst. So uh, shall we go through them all and see what we think? Oh, this! I I actually read this one, Arun, and oh my god, this thing is awful. Whoever wrote this clearly did not do their research. But please go ahead. It's Metro. I think I think it deserves a pass. But uh, let's so so the uh, I'm trying to figure out what. So this is like worst to best, or is this? So yeah, worst yeah, to wor- best. It's okay. Worst to best. Yeah. Okay, then so. Number thirteen apparently is the uh, from worst. So number thirteen is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No, it's actually. Well, you're one of the best. I ones. know it was like the you know it was my childhood. I can't believe it. They, uh, my brother and I would go to daycare watching it every freaking morning. It's uh, well <laughs> celebrated as well. I mean, there's loads of Ed, Ed and Eddie fans. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure many. Uh, I'm sure quite a sizable amount of Hey Arnold fans I've talked to over the time were also fans of Ed, Ed and Eddie. And so, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure that um, a lot of people may know this, but I've never even seen the show so a lot of people have been telling me that i should watch it but you should watch it i haven't had the chance to so yeah but this is what this is how it's described uh, boring not funny weirdly drawn and couldn't care less about their rubbish schemes and uh, to get money for jawbreakers next please that was funny i know <laughs> you're an idiot who, who who wrote this um taran bassi you're an idiot okay um <laughs> Uh, okay, number 12 in this list uh, is Animaniacs. That's number 12? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Animaniacs is not a Cartoon Network show. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not. It's a Warner Brothers cartoon, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so it's not even a cartoon cartoon. Yeah, it aired on Fox, and then it was re-aired on Kids WB, it aired on Nickelodeon, so... Yeah, it's not a Cartoon Network show. No. Number 11 is Hong Kong Fooey. That's not a Cartoon Network show. No, it's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And yes, you could make the argument that, you know, but when Cartoon Network was first starting out, they were acquiring Hanna-Barbera cartoons for it to be aired. So, yes, it did air a lot in the 90s, but it's it's not a 90s Cartoon Network show. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, sorry, Patricia. Uh, uh, I think everyone's with your microphone again. It's only a bit muffled and a bit scratchy. Okay. Is this better? Yeah, yeah. it is better. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, as I was saying before, um, Hong Kong Fui was a, a Hanna Barbera cartoon that didn't even air on Cartoon Network. It aired around the '70s. So, mm. I, I mean, I can I can understand the argument that you know, around the '90s when Cartoon Network was first forming, they did acquire a lot of Hanna Barbera cartoons, and it did air a lot around the time. But it's not exclusively a Cartoon Network show. Yeah, what, what was it? Was it like uh, who was it that was airing '70s cartoons back in the day? Was it like just like the, just the just any affiliate? It was like it was like um, I would think I think it's like ABC, NBC, CBS. Oh yeah, okay then that's that's fine. Um, number 10 is Pinky in the Brain. Uh, okay, how come Pinky in the Brain is better than Animaniacs? Come on. Yeah, the, the show yeah. that spawned Pinky in the Brain. It's like, you know, it's it like, was part of Animaniacs, actually. It was, <laughs> yeah. It's a spinoff. Mm -hmm. uh, number 9 is Cow and Chicken. Oh, God. Uh, no, that is... I you know you know what I I, I don't know I, I didn't watch a show much back then, but uh, watching it again I don't think that was I don't think there was anything worse about it before it became better. Yeah, I mean I I, I keep this in mind. This we're still at the lower end of the scale, so this is like the worst part of the scale. This, this is like worst to best. So you know, cow and chicken. You know, I liked cow and chicken. Yeah, it was gross at times, but it, that was part of the fun. And also on top of that, it was uh, you know the red guy was funny. I thought you know the you know well, the devil it's like you know they could refer to him as the devil. I'm the devil. Hello. <laughs> hey, it's me, the devil. I like, yes, I'm the devil. <laughs> oh, that was that was brilliant and uh, oh yeah yeah and I am weasel and also I am weasel as well like you know those 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 those, those uh, that to spawn their own show so it's like you know cow and chicken did something right surely it's like you know okay yeah. number raise is Johnny Bravo. And uh, why do I get a feeling there's a like a political correctness vibe to this? Uh, the classic lad of the 90s there that would never take no for an answer. If he were around today, he would definitely be on Love Island. Uh, always hilarious uh, to, to witness uh, him getting rejected. So why place him at number eight on your worst to best list? If he was, I know. He... <laughs> I swear. Doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. Uh, number seven is Looney Tunes. Oh, God. <laughs> the originators to some of our cartoons today is number seven in the in the worst to best. This woman has oh. some serious balls. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Um. Where else like do you get? Would you get to watch all your favorites, uh, such as Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Big in one place? Well, Looney Tunes, for that matter. And this was a guaranteed crowd crowd pleaser, but she's number it's number seven in your worst to best. Yeah, and also another thing is that originally when, you know, Looney Tunes was beginning its syndication around the 80s and 90s, it started off at Nickelodeon. And then eventually when Warner Brothers were able to get the rights to it, then it switched over to Cartoon Network. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we're now to like in the middle. So like this is kind of like average territory, if you think of the logic of worst to best. So here's average cartoons that, uh, you know, probably didn't mean that much. So it's uh, number six. So who remembers this one? Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Really? That was a classic from the, for like, j from the beginning of time. Where right. would cartoons yeah. be without Tom and century. Jerry? 
How, why, yeah, why is it only number six? Yeah, and um, in this woman's little world, it's apparently number six. So uh, I really hope she's going to watch this show and see realize how stupid this article really is. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> number five is Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, come on. Okay. Not really? Why is it that high up? I mean, or Sorry, lower in, higher in, in the average This list section. is a bad chemistry here. It is bad right. chemistry. <laughs> it really I mean, I is. Maybe the argument is is that maybe she didn't like the later seasons. I don't know. Maybe, but, but I, I, I think man, some of these articles, it's kind of like they kind of like brush over like the best episodes, and then after that, kind of like come like to a very like you know not a very educated conclusion, in my opinion, when they're writing this stuff. But so uh, anyway, yeah. anyone with annoying sibling felt the pain of the poor Dexter, an absolute genius with a single laboratory, uh, yet so uh, yet so overlooked and undervalued by everyone around him. Uh, also, an epic legend, including uh, the phrase uh, "Only do fromage from the '90s kids." Yeah, so she probably watched the "Only do fromage" episode from uh, from Dexter's laboratory and uh, formed an opinion out of that. In my opinion, I don't know. Whoever this is, she must have had a failing writing career and is just trying to gain attention or something. Probably, I don't know. Pr- probably came from BuzzFeed. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, let me, because uh, uh, you know, this is a, okay. I guess I'll give her a little bit of credit. I guess the um, the one analysis I guess we don't make of Dexter is that yes, he, he's constantly annoyed by his uh, sister Dee Dee, but also he is kind of looked down upon amongst other people, unless you count his teachers in his school. If you think about it, I mean, not... well, also literally, because he's so short. Yeah, literally and, you know, uh, figuratively. He is looked mm-hmm. down because, you know, it's like he's, he's, you think about it, he like, you wouldn't think like a, a little kid would be a boy genius with a secret lab underneath, you know, you would, really would overlook his, like, his uh, brilliance, wouldn't you? And even when he, like, remember that episode when he was an exchange student in Japan? And, uh, you know, like, he was trying to impress everybody with a giant robot, and only for all the other kids to have giant robots themselves. It's like you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I remember that episode. Like you, you know, were he, so stupid. He just couldn't. He, uh-huh. he just couldn't win no matter where he was. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Uh, number four is Scooby Doo. That's uh, a classic. Yeah. So classic. I'll, I'll, g- I'll give him leeway. We are we are getting into that kind of like you know uh, best cat you know sort sort of the section now. So Scooby Doo is a number four. So okay then, fair enough. Uh, number three is the Flintstones. Really? Ah, mm. no. no. I don't know. Like, I think we. I think are we. I think we're gonna have to uh, come to some kind of uh, democratic agreement on this. Are we gonna say that the Flintstones is only good because it was the first ever animated cartoon and um, that had you know was a TV series, or you know, shall we judge the Flintstones far more severely because now we have something more? Like, you know, like thousands of cartoons to compare it to. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is it is very um, influential when it came to primetime TV. And I do know a lot of people who did grow up watching it. But it's basically done better in other shows. Like, you know, The Simpsons, it, you know, took the concept of the Flintstones and made it so much better. But as for number three, you know, knocking down Dexter's Lab and... Pinky and the Brain and El- and Animaniacs and Tom and Jerry? Hmm. Okay, well, uh, number two is the Powerpuff Girls, which, fair. I think is fair. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, a, it's a, it was, I was obsessed with that show as a kid. Uh, it was, you know, I had, a, I had to get a Happy Meal from Subway or something. I, I don't know what they call it, but, like, it's... Um, 
Like I was, I was obsessed with that show. You know what? Um, it's just the I heard the new one. Just I think that should have been the the best to worst list or something. Oh, oh my god! I hope she's not referring. <laughs> to, I hope she's not referring to the new one because uh, imagine she did, and that's the the, in her opinion, that's the second best cartoon that she's mm-hmm. ever watched. God help her if that's the case. But if it, if we are referring, it does say '90s, so she is referring to like the. Uh, the 90s rendition of the Powerpuff Girls, and yeah, I'll be entitled to agree with her. I think it was uh, it was a very good show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, absolutely. So, I, I was yeah. I love that show when I first saw the What a Cartoon short when it came out when I was a kid, and yeah. then when I saw that there was a TV series of it, I was I really loved it. I would watch it pretty much every single week. I think this is what Teen Titans Go should have been, in my opinion. You know, the the old version of the Powerpuff Girls. You know, kind of like that whole, and then, you know, the, no, it's uh, like it was a serious show, but it had no problem making fun of itself, uh, making fun of the things yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you put put the put the Teen Titans in that situation, and you think, yeah, that could work, in my opinion. And then you, they can work out, you know, they can, and the other stories kind of write themselves in a way, I guess. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, are you ready for the number one? Oh God! Drum roll, please. <laughs> The number one uh, best to worst, sorry, worst to best cartoon in her list is the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. Wait, what? It existed? Who remembers that? <laughs> what? Yeah, that, this was the show. I mean, uh, let me get let me get the special proper synopsis for everybody, so they're not so they're not uh, confused by because you know. I don't. I only remember the Sylvester and Tweety mysteries from like years and years and years ago. And uh, how many seasons was it? Like okay, so one the, the okay the Sylvester and Tweety mysteries was the show that follows Looney Tune characters Sylvester, Tweety Bird, and uh, their own gran and the owner Granny, along with Bulldog Hector, uh, who uh, appeared alongside in the show, as they solved mysteries. Even with Sylvester trying, he's still trying to eat Tweety in the middle of the solving the mysteries. Uh, so basically, it's the, it's a Sylvester. Imagine. Imagine a Sylvester and Tweety cartoon in the middle of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> That's basically what it is. So, uh, or, you know, okay, to be fair, maybe it was, you know, maybe a bit of Quincy and maybe some other, you know, other, like, detective shows. But, uh, you know, basically it was a detective show with Sylvester and Tweety basically doing what they always do. And Granny and Hector are in the, involved somehow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's, uh, in her mind, that's the best cartoon. And Cartoon Network. Yeah. And it's a spin-off series based off of the Looney Tunes that pretty much nobody remembers. Well, according to her, it's based off the Looney Tunes, which is number seven in this list, which is on, like, on the wor- which is on the bottom part of the worst scale. Uh, anyway. Go away. So, yeah, um, this list, wow, I mean... Clearly, she uh, who whoever wrote this completely forgot about Courage the Cowardly Dog. Hmm. Or mm. you know, uh, even the Simpsons and Futurama and Rick and Morty and uh, not I, even on the list. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, they didn't do their research. No, sorry, I shouldn't have said Rick and Morty. That's not a '90s show. But the Simpsons was a '90s show, and Futurama was a technically a '90s show, wasn't it? And uh, Yes, to think, it was. Yeah, and trying to think of other ones yeah. that were there as well. Um, the uh, you know the yeah, water cartoon it, it, show. It, it, the list was supposed to be like really accurate. It should have been the Moxie show, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, What a Cartoon, Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel, Powerpuff Girls, Ed, Ed and Eddie, 
Mike Lugan Og, which wasn't even mentioned on the list, as well as Courage the Cowardly Dog. So that would be 11. So yeah, 11 should have been on like the top 11, you know, car- you know, Cartoon Network shows of the 90s. But then again, maybe they would have confused it to being like, oh, you're just ripping off the nostalgia critic. Yeah, it's the. Uh, yeah, she did say top 11, didn't she? So it's like uh, apparently she. Uh, what when was well, she went, went one step beyond like the nostalgia critic? Only it was this time it was also shit. So uh, let's uh, let's get away from that. Um, there's some Disney news. Technically, uh, I guess you can say. Um, Vice recently ran a story uh, in regards to um, the uh, Hall of Presidents and uh, what's going to happen when uh, Donald Trump hits the scene. And uh, basically, it's uh, uh, Disney has responded to a reporter about uh, trouble behind the scenes of its Hall of Presidents attraction. Um, characters characterizing uh, the Vice story as inaccurate. Uh, the story was uh, then retracted by Vice, uh, citing factual errors. Uh, Disney owns an estimated uh, 10 to 18 percent of the media company, uh, according to according to this. Uh, the ride actually uh, is a sit-down presentation featuring uh, auto animatronic uh, versions of presidents uh, alive or dead. Uh, the first opening at Walt Disney in uh, Orlando, Florida, in uh, 1971. Uh, it is currently closed to visitors, as it is preparing for to add Donald Trump uh, to uh, the small army of uh, U.S. bureaucratic leaders. Uh, it started with Bill Clinton in 1993. The sitting president had delivered a short speech at the end of the 23-minute show, uh, recorded by the commander-in-chief himself. Uh, before that, Abraham Lincoln would deliver the speech spoken by an actor. So there was this uh, whole hullabaloo about uh, that. Uh, they were wondering if Donald Trump should actually speak as his own, you know, basically his character. Should he actually have like a voice, or even should he even be there at all? And uh, there, apparently, there was uh, some backstage gossip about that. Vice has now retracted that story and said that it's uh, inaccurate. So yeah, I guess there is no controversy over Donald Trump joining the Hall of Presidents at Disney. Hmm. I'm just. Uh, that's. That's. I. I don't. I'm. I don't really care what he does. Just. <laughs> Doing yeah, I, I, I can't remember if we covered that story or not. Um, I don't know if we remember we talked about that. Uh, there was like some kind of uh, you know, you know, whether Disney actually wanted to put Donald Trump in the Hall of Presidents or not. And uh, I'll be well, given that there's other people in there who have their own set of controversies, and uh, you know, uh, I'd be very surprised that if they, you know, they did didn't include Donald Trump. I tell you what, Donald Trump would have to have been, you know, not say he's probably not, a, you know, already a pretty lousy president, but, uh, you know, he must have been a pretty, that would be the, uh, the, the the icing on the cake, I think, for his presidency if they, even Disney said, well, we're not going to have him in, in our Hall of Presidents, we don't, we're just going to completely ignore him, so. Hmm. Yeah, they probably can't do that, sadly, or whatever. I don't know. I think if he goes, I, I think if, uh, Donald Trump, and I still don't, I don't rule it out. If he does something, uh, you know, terribly, you know, despicable, you know, I think that, I think, that, I'm sure there's a way that uh, Donald Trump can still push their buttons and say, okay, well, we're, we're not touching this guy with a 10 foot pole and we're not having him in our Hall of Presidents. I'm sure there's yeah, a way, I'm sure there's a way Donald Trump can do it. He'll probably, you know, threaten Disney if you don't, you know, add me to the Hall of Presidents, I'm going to shut Disney World down and turn it into a giant um, golf park or a parking lot. I don't know. Sure, mm-hmm. there's sure there's plenty of ways that. Uh, they I don't can think do he it. can do that though. No, it's no, he can't. And not unless, uh, not unless it's failing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Cinema Blend did five Pixar fan theories that are horribly sad and totally depressing. Uh, shall we talk about that? Okay. Hopefully, it'll be a oh, lot man. more better research than the whole top thirteen <laughs> Cartoon Network 
show. Well, let's oh. let's let's give it a go. Um, oh God. Okay, so oh. Um, this is the uh, first one. Uh, this is regarding Fino, Finding Nemo, and the theory, appear, according to this, is that uh, uh, in Finding Nemo, Nemo actually died at the beginning died. of the movie. Oh, is that depressing enough already? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Finding Nemo starts with one of the saddest moments of all Pixar, uh, an attacker that uh, kills uh, Marlon's wife and uh, nearly every one of his children. Only one survives, uh, unless it didn't, according to this. Uh, this theory uh, pro uh, postulates that uh, all of the eggs were actually eaten and that the movie takes place in Marlon's subconscious as he deals with the aftermath. Uh, the theory argues that the movie is actually about uh, Marlon dealing with uh, the five stages of grief, uh, denial, anger, bargaining, despair, and acceptance. Uh, Marlon does not want uh, Nemo to go to school, gets angry for him to swim swimming too far, believes that he can rescue his son, uh, sees him get flushed, and uh, eventual, and then finally decides to go and accept his, accept his son, or in this case, uh, the loss of him, and the possibility of that is slim. Well, yeah, of course it's slim, because he's there in the film. So, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, pretty stretching everything for that one, but uh, uh, let's move on to this one. Um, okay, for Monsters Incorporated, um, they say that there's one theory that Boo spends her entire life searching for Sully, which I think is actually not is actually pretty plausible. I think because hmm. uh, isn't the um, isn't the um, isn't the, in the Pixar fan theory that uh, the witch in Disney's Brave. Uh, that she's actually uh, Mary from Monsters, Inc. And that she's tra traveled back in time to go find Sully or something like that. What, what movie was it? Uh, Monsters, Incorporated. Or, or not uh, the other one. Oh, you said uh, Disney's Brave. About Brave. Um, oh, okay. I never saw Brave, but... I mean, did Boo have red hair? Um, <laughs> or something? Not the witch, not Boo. Uh, no, I don't know, but... Uh, uh, I'll talk back again, but so the Pixar theory is an all-encompassing fan theory that argues that all Pixar movies take place within the same universe in a single timeline, uh, like we just said, uh, said before. The uh, central premise of the entire theory is that Boo, the little girl from Monsters, Inc., were, were, and the witch from Brave are actually the same person. Uh, the witch's magic shows that uh, power has a particularly focus on doorways, an indication that Boo learned magic uh, as the way to try and get back to Sully, the monster she loved. Uh, if she, if we, if we assume that the theory is true, it would seem that indicate that the girl had become an elderly witch while still searching. Otherwise, uh, she, uh, why isn't she with Sully now, or at least back home? I don't know. Yeah, especially considering that they both come from different time periods. Hmm. Maybe she traveled back in time. <laughs> yeah, but would Sully be a alive back in time, hundreds of years? Oh, she's a, she's a witch. She didn't say Maybe magic was perfect. Messed up in there in the thing. I don't know. Maybe something the. Time machine messed up. I don't know. Keeping this in mm. mind, I mean, this is a witch who made a pie who that turned a woman into a bear, and also managed to uh, get her um, 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 cauldron to be like a voicemail machine. So I think she's capable of like creating doors to travel back in time, and uh, I don't know, even a TARDIS if she uh, feels bored. But uh, uh, yeah, so my my uh, my webcam just gone blurred for some reason, but uh, I've got it back working again. Um, okay, next one. Um, Andy's mom is actually Jesse's original owner. Hmm, it's a, it's a, that actually sounds pretty possible. Yeah. To say the truth, I, uh, because this is um, if Andy's mom really is Emily, I mean, I don't know how Jesse didn't, you know, how how Jesse failed to recognize her in a way. <laughs> hmm. so, the baby's been so long. 
since the last time she she saw her or something. Right. She has changed, you know. Well, didn't she change like in the uh, like? Uh, didn't she change like appearance in like uh, between Toy Story and Toy Story Two? I think. Yeah, definitely. That was when the the technology and the CGI was getting better. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if she changed that <laughs> dramatically. Well, what would she look like as a little girl? Probably very unrecognizable. Yeah, I mean, the last time that uh, Jesse saw Emily, she was like in what, like high school or college or something like that. So, you know, definitely a person can change in twenty or thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so let me just read this. So when uh, when we met Jesse in Toy Story 2, she had a serious chip on her shoulder with uh, the regards to people. Uh, this is because she uh, once had a girl who loved her before growing up and uh, leaving her behind. Uh, the scene where Je- Jesse's backstory is heartbreaking enough on its own, it gets worse when you consider the f- that Andy's mom might actually be the girl who used to play used to play with Jesse. So uh, that's uh, that's probable according to them. Um, okay, Disney's up. I think this is the, uh, which one are we up to now? I think this is number four, I think, in the, uh, in the five. Um, in, in Up, uh, Carl dies at the beginning of Up. Okay. So, if Carl dies, then how was he interacting with Ellie and with Russell and the bird and... Let me, re- let me read this. Um, you already thought that uh, the beginning of Up was a abusively sad thing uh, you've ever seen. Now get ready for it to go to worse. Uh, the famous opening 10 minutes is actually Carl's life flashing before his eyes before he dies. Uh, the rest of the movie is a journey through, his, through the afterlife in order for him to be reunited with his dear departed Ellie. Uh, heaven looks like a paradise falls uh, because uh, of yeah. course it does. <laughs> And Russell is actually an angel sent to escort uh, Carl to the other side. Uh, cannot be more depressing. Apparently, well, maybe as a metaphor, maybe, but not as the actual plot of the film. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, I mean, and Russell's doesn't he more... leave Paradise Falls in the end of the movie to go back with Russell? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, basically like, adopt him. You know, going to heaven and then going back to Earth. It's like all dogs go to heaven. In other like, words, he, he came... his guardian angel? In other <laughs> words, he came back from the dead. And now he's a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I, it, <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, when The Walking Dead was, like, in its fifth season, there was somebody who released, like, a whole bunch of pictures of what would the Disney characters look like if they were in The Walking Dead universe? Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that was, but... Uh, um, okay, so... Um, and the last one in the five... Uh, Pixar fan theories that are horribly sad and totally depressing, and that is, according to Cars, humanity is doomed. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's so doomed. Well, I mean, come on, look, Trump's got another couple of years. He can still fix this, okay? Uh, um, another element of the oh. larger Pixar theory uh, states that uh, the movie, like Cars, takes place in the far future where artificial intelligence has taken over the planet after all humans uh, have left due to the destruction of Earth, as we've seen in Wally. Uh, if that's not enough, uh, by the time we get to the end of the timeline, Monsters Inc., uh, humanity has evolved and merged with animals and, crea- and machines to create a new dominant species of monsters. Uh, whatever you may look at it, so people have uh, a uh, finite light on this of this planet. We nearly, we very nearly see, destroy Earth, and eventually it uh, outlives us. So uh, it's uh, some kind of mixture of what happens in Wally, Monsters Inc., and uh, Cars. So uh, all happening in the same universe. So uh, 
And at this point, and at this point, I don't blame uh, Boo traveling back back to back through time to uh, escape all this. To be honest, so uh, yeah, it's kind of like that crazy theory. You know, speaking about the Flintstones before, do you remember that? Uh, um, the they say that the Flintstones actually takes place in the future rather than actually takes place. Yeah, in the exactly. Past. Like apocalyptic in, times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The apocalyptic time. Like the Jetsons live right up on the top, and they live in luxury, while the Flintstones live all the way in the bottom. So yeah, mm -hmm. I've heard about that theory before. I, I mean, it doesn't really explain because in the TV movie, you know, when the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, it, it clearly shows them, you know going back in time, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on to, uh, let's move on to, uh, we, we, we've got, let's get away from top fives and top thirteens and things like that. Let's, uh, let's get back onto some solid news. And, uh, this is, uh, Nintendo news, and this is the best news I've been, I've, my heart is a flutter, and I thought I'd never see this day that I'd be, I'd be showing everyone this. Classic mini SNES, Super Nintendo, okay, I can I can say but look look at this. Star Fox Two is getting an official release. That is awesome. I can't believe it. I really can't. You know, because uh, let me let me give everyone the story of Star Fox Two. Um after Star Wing, or Star Fox as people know it in, in America, Star Wing is the uh, European uh, name, um, it was one of the most innovative Super Nintendo games ever created. It was one of the first um, uh, uh, um, games to use the Super FX chi chip, so it was like 3D gra graphics, which looks far better than what... Uh, you know the uh, Atari Jaguar could could do, even though that had 64 bits of uh, to play with. And yet, uh, you know, they um, Nintendo took a 32-bit uh, machine and uh, turned it into a 3D. Uh, you know, okay, there were just polygons and things like that. You know, they're very simple, very straightforward 3D animation. But uh, they created Star Fox with it, and it so uh, not only was it a step. Towards you know uh, what would then be you know the Nintendo 64. It was uh, a great flying game, had great characters in it, had uh, was uh, you know had great gameplay. It uh, sounded great. It was uh, it was a it was a groundbreaking game, and uh, everyone I knew talked about it at the time when Star Fox first came out and you know, Star Wing. And uh, so, as you probably imagine, something that with that much hype and things like that, you'd imagine okay, there's going to be a second game, and there was going to be. Uh, so they created Star Fox 2, the game was completed, and then some politics uh, started happening behind the scenes because they knew that the end of life was happening for the Super Nintendo and they wanted to get onto the Nintendo 64. So they decided that they were going to cancel Star Fox 2 and instead they, were, they made Star Fox 64 instead and that kind of re replaced Star Fox 2 in the, uh, in the Star Fox uh, game series. And uh, so, you know, the, I really thought that this, and also this game, uh, people were so desperate actually to see it that actually it was uh, actually taken from the game programmer's uh, office and uh, was then leaked onto the internet. And so, you know, for a long time, probably for a good, you know, 17 years, uh, we have known Star Fox 2 is this uh, game that's been emulated. You can only play it on emulators like the SNES emulator, like... Uh, 
uh, on, on SNES and things like that. And, uh, and and on top of that, it was actually you could only play it in Japanese. You couldn't actually play it as like uh, you know uh, the um, you couldn't. There was no translation for it until probably only until like a couple of years ago when they actually modified the the uh, the emulator and uh, actually made it to actually made an English dub version of the game. So it's and now. The fact that Nintendo is now going to take Star Fox 2, regionalize it, as far as you know, as far as I'm aware, they're going to make a you know a really great. Uh, they're, I'm they're going to do a really great job with it, I think, and because uh, knowing what the, what they can do here, and uh, they're going to clean it up all, all, all everything, and I'm just I'm just super excited for it. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to you know, and it's really going to get me hyped for getting one of those. Uh, uh, mini classic snares because to be honest with you if if it if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be getting a a a, 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 a classic mini super nintendo i've already got a super nintendo downstairs you know almost with my collection of uh, nintendo consoles so but uh yeah that's my, that's my you know i'm super excited for it i don't know about all you guys what you think of it stoked yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if when the moment that that thing comes out It'll be sold out immediately. Yes. And then, and then Nintendo will probably come up with an excuse. It's like, oh, uh, we can't make any more because we're making the new mini N64 console or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, I actually have a story about this. So um, I, I interviewed Phil Moore a few months ago. Uh, for those who don't know, Phil Moore was the host of the 1992 um, game show called Nick Arcade. And... Uh, there were various games that were showcased on Nick Arcade. And he told me that if the show would have continued on, one of the games that would have been featured in Nick Arcade to play in the video zone or in the, in the video challenge would have been Star Fox 2. Well, that's... Wow. Well... It's just too bad it didn't keep going because you know. Uh, imagine, imagine if that actually happened. Imagine if they actually featured that game and then it never got released. So I can yeah, that, that. but then again, it's not surprising because if you remember, the um, what they uh, when they were playing Sonic the Hedgehog, they had gotten like the beta versions of Sonic the Hedgehog, as in like the ones that had the cut stages, and it wouldn't be fully released until we got like um, the you know the the mobile phone versions. The only way you could be able to do that is if you entered in like a few cheats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just uh, I I just think it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be my highlight for the for if they if, actually I'm think is the um, is the SNES Mini coming out this year because if it is then uh, yeah yes. it's, it's coming out and I think it's coming out next month oh wow that's oh uh, well there's there's where my money's going so that's 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 gonna be incredible. I think uh, so. I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, I hope it's gonna. I hope they're just gonna, you know, tidy tidy it all up. You know, give it. You know, put it in a, you know, an English dub, and uh, you know, make it, uh, make it really cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um. So just uh, going off of some old Nintendo news. Um. This is uh, Miyamoto says he wants to bring uh, Pikmin, Star Fox, and other Nintendo characters to anime. So uh, apparently we're going to. Uh, the idea for Nintendo is to make an uh, anime of uh, our in- uh, of our favorite Nintendo characters. Um. So uh, Nintendo's 77th annual general meeting of shareholders was uh, held uh, today in Kyoto. I think what day was that? That was the uh, uh, the uh, 29th of June. That was uh, that was taking place, and uh, it's uh, the company's uh, board of directors and uh, key personnel were all in attendance to provide an update about the company's progress. Um, I was just uh, 
quite a few into it. So, uh, according to uh, President Kashima, uh, he says that we're looking to investing uh, towards film. Uh, we want to increase opportunities for Nintendo intellectual properties and guide consumers with hardware uh, equals software synergy. Uh, regarding Kirby, well, like, like we will take uh, your valuable opinions to into consideration. Um, Sugiro Miyamoto said, uh, We hold the Kirby intellectual property and it's growing in Europe. Uh, it's selling in Spain. Um, watched it in place, uh, grow, places without gaming hardware. Uh, we would like to uh, make anime of a Pikmin, Star Fox, so Yoshi, and uh, distribute, it, distribute it freely and integrate it into games as well. So, from what they're saying here is that... Uh, if they do make anime, I mean, they've already made an anime for... They made, like, a small one for uh, for the to promote uh, Star Fox Zero. And uh, it looks like they want to make some more as well. So, uh, yeah, if, you know, if anime with uh, Nintendo characters, I'd be all up for that. It wouldn't be the first time that Nintendo's done it either, so... Yeah, especially with branching out and doing animated versions. Because remember a few years ago in which somebody wanted to do, like, an animated series based off of Zelda... And Nickelodeon, um, I mean, not Nintendo, to a cease and desist immediately afterwards. So now they want to be able to branch out with anime. That's actually pretty crazy. Well, excuse me, Nintendo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, that's, that's really, you know, I, I, yeah, I do Nintendo really do like to protect their IPs. And so, you know, they're, you know, they get really stingy with it. Because I remember you played, uh, uh, one of the uh, was it like one of the Metroid games that uh, oh, that, yeah, that was yeah. being done? Yeah, the and Metroid Two remake. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then that got. It's, uh, it's just so crazy to think that, you know, this you know of uh, um, you know Doctor M sixty four had spent ten years of his life remaking Metroid Two from the ground up, pretty much all by himself. He did have a handful of people helping him with various things, but. For the most part, he did this all by himself with little to no pay, and he released it online for free. And then, like, at least a day or two later, Nick, uh, Nintendo did a cease and desist saying, no, you can't do that. And then, like, less than a few months later, then they reveal in E3, oh, Metroid 2 game coming out. And we're going to play the real Metroid 2. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know... This is the thing I have mixed with uh, Nintendo, basically, that, you know, there are people who are very passionate about their projects, and they just don't give them a chance. We even discussed about this before, about how, you know, Christian Whitehead did all the fan games for Sonic, and now he's working for Sega and, you know, being heavily involved with, you know, Sonic Mania. And, you know, you have passionate people out there like Dr. M64 and the guy who did uh, Pokemon Uranium and, um, you know, uh, um, A Fox in Space and either being completely ignored by Nintendo or they're being thrown cease and desist and you can't release this, you know, this is our property. And now they want to do their own properties based off of things that fans have been doing for years. So yeah, it's just crazy to think that. Yeah, it's like you know why why wasn't Nintendo wouldn't Nintendo do really well by creating like you know like say they have like this platform where they say okay here's these all these like fan developers they can make all these games if they want to and uh, you know we'll um, you know we'll um, you know we'll, and then we'll like we'll just create a website where you can like keep them all uh, you know in that and so you know Nintendo will like have some kind of like control over them but they'll allow like fans to kind of like uh, come up with like. Uh, uh, you know, ideas like you know, for example, you know, Doctor, you know, sixty four. If he wanted to like create, uh, you know, something like with a Nintendo property, he could like uh, you know create it, then put it on the Nintendo website, and uh, then you know uh, there would. Uh, I think that'd be kind of a cool, 
concept for Nintendo to do. I just really hate it when they decide, you know, that their fans don't really mean anything. Like, all they are is just consumers. And, like, you know, it's like they're the ones that, you know, have to be, you know, uh, you know the ones that should be... Um, in charge of, cre- of creating things and people should you know and if you don't like it then you know for, you know who care you know who cares i think i think nintendo needs to kind of like you know be a bit more you know they, they need to i think have more a bit more appreciation for their fans because whether they like it or not they do make fan art they do make fan fiction and then also they do kind of make better versions of your games so it's like you know it's uh, I, I think they need to be a bit more open about that i think yeah, i think I they mean, need to i think when, they need to embrace you know, indie developers to, a bit more um, and going back into the announcement of, you know, Metroid Samus Returns, there were so many people who left comments saying, I'm not going to buy this game. I'm going to uh, completely ignore it because guess what? Another Metroid 2 remake is the true sequel to um, Metroid or Metroid Zero Mission, whichever, um, you know, edition of Metroid that you play. But, yeah, people are pretty much ignoring Metroid Samus Returns because they feel that did a real Metroid game than what Nintendo will probably ever do, which mm. is not fair, to be quite honest. And I can understand why some people would be really upset. You know, I would give it a chance. I definitely would play, you know, Samus Returns if I ever do have the opportunity. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna flat out ignore it and saying like, oh, you know, another Metroid 2 remake is the real Metroid game or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I can, and also I understand that Nintendo is very protective of their work. I completely understand, but you do need to give the fans a chance because they're the ones who are dedicating themselves to creating stuff based off of your property. Yeah, and my biggest fear with Nintendo is as well is that uh, how far do you push your fans? It's like you know, because uh, keep in mind, like uh, you know, the majority of people I know now who are gaming are either PlayStation or Xbox. It's like you know, and, uh, and this is kind of this small corner of Nintendo that uh, you know people only just buy this console because it's like, oh yeah, it's a cool concept at the time. It's like you know, and how far how far do you push your fans? To a point where it's like you know why why do I keep coming back? It's like you know why don't I just go? Why don't we just uh, go over there and stay there and uh, not bother anymore? You know it's just it's uh, yeah I think Nintendo got to be really careful with this because I don't think they kind of appreciate the kind of the the vulnerability there are in the moment. They're out of the top 100 companies in the world. It's like you know they it's uh, you know they need to they need to I think they need to be a bit more humble. I think you know. Uh, I mean, look at uh, look at Sega. Look, I mean, I know I know Nintendo isn't Sega, but you know, Sega are taking a far more you know humble approach to their uh, to their fan base. I think than Nintendo is, and uh, I don't know if it's because you know I don't know if it's like some kind of arrogance. I don't know that um, is uh, is this. I don't know, but uh... maybe they're just kind of a little out of touch. Mm. Maybe I don't want to call it arrogance. I just want to say that. Maybe they are seeing what's going on, but they don't fully understand that the fan base is the ones that are pretty much being really, really supportive of their work. I mean, because let's be honest, Nintendo is not a perfect company. They've done a lot of stupid mistakes. They've released some things that people just didn't care about or flat out hated. There have been games that have been really controversial or have done controversial things. And these decisions that have left people really confused and angry. So, uh, you know, for the most part, I think that Nintendo does need to be a little bit more open and understanding on what the fans want. And, um, you know, hopefully they can be able to respond to it. I mean, there's still people, you know, constantly um, petitioning for the longest time about, you know, when's the 
Mother series going to come out to America? Because still, we don't have Mother 3 yet. So hmm. that, that's been like one of the biggest questions that Reggie has received. When's Mother 3 coming out? When's Mother 3 coming out? Yeah, so... Yeah. So, I wonder who's I wonder who's getting more inundated. Uh, Gabe Newell about Half Life Three or uh, uh, Reggie about uh, Mother Three. It's oh like, uh, God, it's it's all about the three. It's all about the three. I think uh, I think that's going to be the title of the show. I think it's all about the three. So because uh, I just realised uh, we've uh, we've gone over like uh, we're about an hour and a half into this show. So uh, I think uh, maybe we probably might uh, maybe we might end it here. I think and because uh, I think we've 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 talked we've talked about quite a lot. So. Uh, yeah, um, anyway, so. yeah, yeah, I think we all do. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, if you want to listen to the Aaron Meta Show, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Tumblr, it's aaronmeta.tumblr.com. It's uh, Twitter, it's Aaron Meta Show, and also here on YouTube as well. But if you want to check out the podcast feed as well, it's like we're on uh, we're on Pod Addicts, we're on Player FM, we're on, uh, we're on uh, Stitcher, and we're on TuneIn. We're also on iHeartRadio as well, and uh, hopefully by the time I'll uh, be, you know, be in other places as well. And uh, I'm trying to think if we're on Google Play yet. I, I'm, not, I'm too sure if we're we're on Google Play because uh, at the moment um, the Google Play like system is like it's like a, it's like a subscription service, and so I can't. I don't. I, I would have a, have a subscription service to Spotify, so I don't really want to pay for a you know a Google subscription. So if anyone can find out if we're on Google Play or not, that would be really useful. So but I think uh, we'll leave it there. So uh, Josh, thank you very much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patricia, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And Ajaya, if you're still with us, uh, thank you for being on the show. No, she's not with us. No, I think she's uh, I think she's long gone. <laughs> and uh, as always, and also thanks for all of you for being on the show. Take care, and bye for now. Bye.